we're going to get started. Let's pray, because I really need it this morning. It's been a rough morning. <laughs> okay. Lord, we thank you so much. Um, Father, we can just come together and, Lord, share our hearts with each other, but, um, Lord, that we can share our hearts with you and that you listen. So we come before you this morning, and um, we ask that you would open our hearts to receive, Lord, um, something unique for each of us this morning. I pray that, Lord, um, as we read your word and study your word, God, we would just take it and we would um, just carry it with us, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I get to speak about answered prayer this morning, um, which is fun. I love answered. I am a result of answered prayer. I should not be here, according to doctors. Many of you know I was actually an ectopic pregnancy, and um, miraculously, the Lord delivered me out of my mother's fallopian tubes, um, which is incredible. Um, but also, um, after that, the doctors thought that um, I should not be alive because I would be developmentally delayed and there would be all sorts of things wrong with me. And my dad and mom said, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and I'm here. <laughs> I am tiny but mighty in some ways. <laughs> I actually had to wear my heels today because last night when I spoke, I could barely see over the podium. <laughs> I'm like, I can't see what's going on. So I wear my big heels. I'll put on my big girl heels today. <laughs> so answer prayer is, um, it was a norm for me as a child. Um, you know, David and Goliath, he slayed, David slayed the giant with God's help with a tiny stone. Um, God closed the mouth of the lions. That was, that, I knew how great God was as a child. That was my childlike faith. And I was offended when anyone didn't believe me. <laughs> um, and that actually is going to go right into our first point this morning, and I'll tell you why. Um, answered prayer comes from having childlike faith and drawing near to God. And I'm going to read this scripture, Matthew 18, 3. Truly I say to you, unless you repent and come like little children, trusting, lowly, loving, forgiving, you can never enter the kingdom of heaven at all. Whoever will humble himself, therefore, and become as this little child is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. When I was about, I think I was eight I woke up one morning, and I couldn't see the telephone lines outside of my bedroom window. I could see them very clear in the morning. Um, but they started getting really blurry and fuzzy to me. And then at school, I was having a hard time reading. So my parents took me in um, to have my eyes checked, and they said, Honey, you have to wear glasses. You can't see very well. Your, I, your vision is not good. And I was devastated because they were so thick. They were like the ends of bottle caps. Many of you from my childhood remember the sadness that it was. It was not pretty. I wish I had a picture. And I just remember being like, why do I have to wear glasses? This is not fun. They were not cute. And I was very disappointed. But I told my parents, God's going to heal my eyes. So I'm going to wear them for now because I have to. But um, God's going to heal my eyes. So they're like, okay, well, you go ahead and... You, I." pray about that. You need to pray about that. And um, God's going to heal your eyes then. He's going to heal your eyes. So I did. I was really persistent about it. 
I trusted that God was going to heal my eyes. It was my childlike faith. And um, for, I wore them for about my glasses for about a year every day. Um, I started getting headaches wearing them, and I knew that my eyes were getting better. And one morning I woke up, and the telephone lines that were outside my window were perfectly clear. And I knew it. So I ran to my parents, and I said, God healed my eyes. I can see perfectly. I don't have to wear my glasses. And they believed me. Okay. I mean, I, I think that even that day they took me to back to my, um, my eye doctor. And I told her, um, I don't need to wear these glasses anymore. She said, <laughs> she said, honey, God's not a medicine. He doesn't heal your eyes. And my mom's like, oh, yes, he did. <laughs> he healed her eyes. And in f- I was so offended. But that day they actually scheduled, were able to get me in with a specialist. And they took me in that day. And um, he looked in my eyes and he said, honey, throw your glasses in the trash can. You don't need those glasses anymore. And I was jumping up and down. I was like, yes, I knew that God had healed my eyes. I had childlike faith. And um, he answered my prayers. And I love this scripture. Uh, it's, it says from James 4, 8. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Hebrews eleven six. And without faith, it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. See, childlike faith and drawing near to God go together very well. I drew near to him because I trusted him, and I had childlike faith. Um, I knew that he touched my eyes no matter what anyone said. And I knew that he was my friend. I knew that he was always close to me, and I trusted him for that. It was that childlike faith. My second point is this. Answered prayer comes from always seeking God first. Matthew six thirty three it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. It does not say seek these things after you've exhausted all your resources. After Nicole has fixed it, after Nicole has tried everything else, it's to seek him first. When you seek him first, I think our faith is challenged a little bit because we have to trust completely in that God is going to take care of what we are handing over to him without us taking it and doing it ourselves first. Um, Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Again, while he's near. Draw near to him. He will be near to you. Deuteronomy 31.6, he will never leave you or forsake you. The very word of God says to seek him and that he will never leave you or forsake you. That means we have access to answered prayer anytime we seek him, anytime we seek the Father's heart. We have access to prayer, answered prayer. My third point is this. Answered prayer is honest, intentional, and persistent. When my kids are bored, they tell me they're hungry, and it drives me crazy. They're hungry. No, you're not. Go find something to do. I just fed you like 10 minutes ago. You just ate a big breakfast. I'm hungry. No, you're bored. Go outside and play. That's not intentional. When they're starving and I'm making dinner... They ask me every two minutes, is dinner done? 
When's dinner going to be done? Is dinner done? I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry, like lying on the floor, passing out like they've starved to death. (laughs) I'm so hungry. That's intentional. They want food. They're super hungry. When they're bored, they just want me to entertain them. But when they're intentionally hungry and they're asking, that's intentional prayer. I'm going to read from um, Luke chapter 11, verse 5 through 10. This seriously makes me laugh. I don't know why. (laughs) I love this scripture. (laughs) That's so funny. Okay. And he said to them, this is Jesus talking to his disciples, which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and will say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine is on a journey, has just come, and I have nothing to put before him. And he from within will answer, Do not disturb me. The door is now closed, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and supply you with anything. I tell you, although he will not get up and supply him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his shameless persistence and insistence, shameless persistence and insistence. I love that line. He will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and keep on asking, and it shall be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking, and you shall find. Knock and keep on knocking, and the door shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks and keeps on asking receives. And he who seeks and keeps on seeking, and to him who knocks and keeps on knocking, the door shall, you get the point, right? Keep asking, keep knocking, keep seeking, don't give up. That shameless persistence, sometimes we give up on our prayer. We give up on being persistent because maybe it wasn't answered in a timely manner. Or maybe it wasn't answered the way we wanted it to be answered. And that is um, something that even myself I have to work on. Uh, Okay, God, you didn't answer that prayer. Maybe I should just give up on that one. You know, shameless persistence. Do you have prayer that you've given up on because of fear? Because you've been afraid to get an answer or a result from it? I have. And I was studying for this lesson many, many weeks ago because I'm so funny that way. Um, and I've changed my, my message a couple times, but the one thing that kept coming back to me, and I didn't share this last night, but I did this morning, was resuscitated prayers. Um, and I don't know what that was for. I don't know if it was meant for somebody who's given up on a prayer that you've longed to have answered. But um, today, resuscitate your prayers. Breathe life back into those prayers. Resuscitate them. Those prayers will be answered in God's timing. And don't give up on those. Hannah desperately wanted a child. She longed for a child. It grieved her heart that she couldn't bear children. She asked for years and years without receiving the answer she was looking for. And finally, her heart was undone with grief because she longed so badly for a child that she decided to be real with her prayer. We're going to read from 1 Samuel, chapter 1, verse 10. And Hannah was in distress of soul, praying to the Lord and weeping bitterly. She vowed, saying, O Lord of hosts, 
if you will indeed look on the affliction of your handmaid and earnestly remember and do not forget your handmaid, but will give me a son, I will give him to the Lord all his life. No razor shall touch his head. And as she continued praying before the Lord, Eli noticed her mouth. Hannah was speaking in her heart. Only her lips moved and her voice was not heard. So Eli thought she was drunk. Eli said to her, how long will you be intoxicated? <laughs> Put wine away from you. But Hannah answered, no more, Lord. I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I was pouring out my soul before the Lord. I love that line. I was pouring out my soul before the Lord. I pour out my soul before the Lord, mostly in the middle of the night. That's my time. Between me and the Lord, I love those times. Verse 16, regard not your handmaid as a wicked woman, for out of my great complaint and bitter provocation I have been speaking. Then Eli said, go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. Hannah said, let your handmaid find grace in your sight. So she went her way and ate her countenance no longer sad. The family rose early next morning, worshiped before the Lord, and returned to their home. And Hannah became pregnant and in due time and bore a son and named him Samuel, which means heard of God, because she said, I have asked him of the Lord. I love that. I love that line where she said, I poured out my heart before the, my soul before the Lord. She had a really intentional prayer. And I wonder how many times she had prayed, Lord, I want a child. I want a son. But this time, she got real. Her heart, she lit it out before the Lord. It was intentional. Intentional prayer. Um, then moving on to this, I, I love this part of the scripture where she worshiped the Lord. And it says, we're going to move ahead, chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. Hannah said, Oh, my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here, praying to the Lord, for this child I prayed. The Lord has granted my petition made to him. Therefore, I have given him to the Lord as long as he lives. He is given to the Lord. They worship the Lord there. Hannah prayed and said, My heart exalts and triumphs in the Lord. My strength is lifted up in the Lord. My mouth is no longer silent, for it is open wide over my enemies, because I rejoice in your salvation. Because she poured out her heart before the Lord, her prayer was answered. I love that. I was praying for you guys, and this scripture came to me actually last night. It's John chapter 6, verse 37. All whom my Father has given to me will come to me, and him who comes to me, I will most certainly not cast out. I will never, no, never reject one of them who comes to me. Never. He will never reject us. He will never reject our prayers. There's no need. You can come open-heartedly, and he will answer your prayers. I can tell you, without going into detail, the amount of prayers I have experienced being answered 
because I was persistent, because I was seeking the Lord, even when it was really dark, even when I didn't have the strength to continue. Now, I want to encourage you ladies this morning, this week. I want to challenge you guys in this area of answered prayers. Let's resuscitate your prayers. Remember that word is for you guys this morning. I don't know if it's for someone specific, but it's for someone. It's for me. Resuscitate your prayers. Breathe life into your prayers. Let's grow. Persevere. Be shamelessly persistent and honest with our prayers. You will be stretched and grown, but you will not be disappointed. And it says that he will reward those who come to him. Amen? Amen. Thank you, ladies.